everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Gab, what are you drinking? Water. Water tonight. Water and having ibuprofen. And I'm icing my back right now um, as I lay on the floor because for the first time in 16 years, maybe, I don't know, math is hard, 14 years, I played pickup yesterday and everything hurts. Did you win? I don't we played for a really long time and there were a lot of goals. Is that all you remember? Well, I also got um destroyed. I destroyed myself on a header. Oh. I completely forgot how much you have to engage your lower body when going up for like a header in the air. Mhm. It's not supposed to come from your neck. Yeah, well, it didn't. It came like from my torso and my back. Okay. But I didn't like meet the ball uh-huh. um so it kind of looked like you know when you've got when people like hold yoga balls and run toward each other <laughs> and then bounce off <laughs> i imagine that's very similar to what i look like when jumping for a header uh-huh. with zero inertia okay because i legit just like flew backwards and like tumbled and so yeah everything hurts today sorry buddy what are you enjoying? Please tell me you're drinking booze. Lemonade. <sighs> With a little booze? No, and some water. Damn. I we're w- so old. I know. I went swimming today, like, for exercise, and I need to replenish my fluids, which is ironic, because I was in a pool of water. With all everybody else's fluids. I know, I know. Yeah, it's the local community pool, which is pretty well oh. maintained, but, it, you know, it's still a community pool. Yeah, there are plenty of fluids in there. <laughs> I, I gotta go to a, um, adult swim instead of in the evening when all the kids are in there yeah they just they're so noisy kids are so noisy they smell um, baby smell so happy one year plus one day anniversary happy one year plus one day anniversary to you too that was fun yeah one year ago plus one day we were in bc place in vancouver watching the United States just take Japan apart. Japan fell apart like a very tender roast chicken. Just It was it was funny to me because you were taking notes on like a napkin with a broken pencil trying to like actually take notes on the match and then by Carly Lloyd's third goal you had just given up. Wait, no no no. I had a a steno and I was using a pen. No, I'm pretty sure it was a napkin and a pencil. I still have the steno, and I remember I wrote in my notes basically, holy fucking shit, and just, like, stopped. And I remember that your pen stopped working. At some point, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's had... that's why I thought you had a pencil, because your pen stopped working. That's what happens when you have to write up the game, but you're not credentialed as press, because you just didn't think about that. <laughs> and so you're sitting in a cramped seat, you know... It wasn't cramped. It we was, had plenty it of room. It wasn't that cramped. We had, a, we had pretty good seats. There we were... were in a corner flag. The, my only regret is Carly Lloyd scored all of her goals on the other goal. There, there weren't really bad seats at BC Place. I mean, I can't speak for the upper terraces nat- naturally, but um, no matter where we sat, it seemed pretty good. Yeah, it did. I actually kind of liked our seats for the final better than our like season seats. 
just because you got a better, like, I thought you got a better perspective. Although, you know, who's going to complain about front row seats? Front row center field seats. We got. Apparently, apparently I complain about yeah, you. center field seats. <laughs> All right. Just you... punch, just punch me next time you see me. Oh, absolutely. I will. Oh, man. I'm the worst. Okay. Do you want to talk about NWSL or do you want to N- talk about NWSL? N-W- yeah. Fuck yeah, I want to talk about NWSL. I always my, want to talk about NWSL. My, my thorns are unfucking defeated, dude. <sighs> yes. You set this up. They've played 12 games. They have 7 wins, 5 ties, 26 points, and an 11 goal differential. Thanks. Great. Right? Oh my god, it's so cool. We're like a it's we're like so a cool. we're like a buddy comedy. Your thorns are at the top. My breakers are at the bottom. Four points, eleven games played, one win, nine losses, one tie, and a minus twenty-one goal differential. Ouch! I wasn't. I wasn't gonna go there. I mean, I was. I love to suffer. I, I just wanted to spend a couple minutes talking about my Portland Thorns. Um, it is. It is frustrating though. We're in the armpit of the season where. Unfortunately, we we're just kind of making like not even making do, you know, with the with the World Cup or Olympic participants. God, it's gonna throw me off all episode because we talked about the World Cup, and now that's in my brain. Um, we're in the armpit of the season where we are all without the Olympic players, and so you know, it's it's a little bit more of a crapshoot, like. Not saying that the the rosters are, are all that different, but it's just not, you know, every team's going to have to adjust a bit more than they have so far in the season. And I thought the, the Thorns did a pretty good job of adjusting in this first match against Sky Blue. Um, have we heard anything about Tasha Kai? I heard that she wasn't doing so hot the day after. They're taking it day by day, but I haven't heard anything else after that. Mm. I, mean, I mean, she's posting pics on Instagram of, like, Doritos and Arizona iced tea, so... So, I mean, has she scored, has she posted any pics of a Starbucks iced coffee yet? I don't think so. Just, you know, she found five bucks and, and got her money's worth. Dude, I found a dollar the other day. I was pretty excited about that. Don't spend that all in one place. I haven't spent it yet. So yeah, it's it'll it'll be interesting. I'm on a little bit of a kick uh, this year about unpaid um, players just because I, I think it's a little ridiculous. But we've already recorded about that, so I'm not really going to rant. All, I'm going to try not to rant that much, just that, you know, NWSL 2.0, please pay all your players and expand your rosters and, you know, it has nothing to do with college eligibility because none of these players are in college. We'll talk about NWSL 2.0 in a future episode because I think that's a really interesting topic as in what exactly does the next iteration of this league look like? And we've talked about it before too, like what benchmarks we would have to hit to consider the league in 2.0. Yeah, I mean, at some point the we have to have a TV deal. Well, we're going to talk about it in a future episode. Let's not talk about it now because we have plenty of stuff we want to talk about today. Who would be an interesting guest for that show? 
NWSL 2.0. It depends on NWSL 2.0. Do you want to talk to a player, a coach, an owner, a journalist? Maybe an, maybe Merritt Paulson? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> what? It's a genuine suggestion. And, you, you know, he reached out to you on Twitter to engage <laughs> on the amateur thing. And he brought up NWSL 2.0 all on his own. No, I brought it up. Oh, whatever. He, he engaged with the idea. And I think it's on the <laughs> owner's minds on... on you know, we've hit year four, so let's talk about a three to five year plan for the next evolution of this league. Let's get I to twenty nineteen. I would I would personally love a coach to be on this podcast. I wouldn't mind getting Matt Beard. The man can talk. I wouldn't mind you Laura would. Harvey. <sighs> could you Fuck. be could you deal with that? I could. I could absolutely deal with that. Um, I could absolutely deal with Laura Harvey. My brain is working as to, like, how do we make that happen? Or Mark Parsons. Mm-hmm. A little closer to home. Might be okay. I would, I would be extremely uh, slow if we were to bring Tom Somani on. Wow. I don't know if I could handle that. Yeah. So, rankings. Power rankings of who we would want to be talking about that. I think I think Tom Sermani because he kind of has, well, I don't know, man. Like Matt Beard and Laura Harvey have very similar like resumes at this point. Tom Sermani coached in Australia, but he also coached in uh, yeah, Canada, Musa. Oh, in Musa, yeah. You know, and he's he's got a lot of different strategies. I'm just trying to think of like who has experience in different leagues parsons ish well yeah so beard came from wsl and so did harvey yeah i think they'd be pretty good at that i mean gabara was in um wps yeah but he wasn't on our short list so. <laughs> no he wasn't and i'm not he seems like a nice man but i'm not sure he'd make a a high energy interview yeah i'd prefer not to go to paul Riley either oh that's not on my short list either yeah, so you know we've got we've got our short list. Let's shake some trees. Let's make some calls. Write some emails. Anybody out there is personal friends with Laura Harvey? Maybe you could drop a good word for us and promise her we're not two weirdos. We're just two drunk fans. Yeah, we're just oh, dude, we would get drunk. <laughs> for Laura Harvey, yes, I would get. I would finally actually be a drunk fan instead of just what drinking if, water. What if we did this during the Olympic break? Do you want to plan this offline instead of on, on air? No, let's plan this on air and set it all up so that we know exact everybody is right online with you know exactly what our plans are so they can see our failure. No, lower your expectations. <laughs> no. Yeah, we'll plan this offline. All right, back to NWSL. Not 2.0, 1.0. Well, actually... Speaking of coaches on the short list, I would have said Rory Dames because he's a bit of a firecracker, but after what Zakia Bywaters tweeted about the Red Stars and Dames a couple days ago, it just, you know, I knew he was uh, kind of a fiery coach. He tends to yell on the field, and but I, I didn't imagine that it rose to the level of the abuse that she alleged. Have you seen her tweets? No, but I'm I'm Googling right now. Yeah, if you look at Zakia Bywater's Twitter. On uh, yesterday at n about 9.30 in the morning, 
Uh, Sakia tweeted out, harassment is a form of employment discrimination that violates Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, tagging the Red Stars, the owner, and the NWSL. Why is it okay for a coach to call employees trailer trailer park trash, bitches, fat, or too skinny? Surely the owners, coach, owners and coaches have daughters who they would want to protect in their careers. Who protects the players? Hashtag ask, ask questions 2016, which is an odd hashtag, but you know. Um, yeah, I had not realized that something happened. What do you think? What, what do you think's going on? I mean, I think it's obvious what's going on. She's saying that um, the coach, and I think it's it's got to be the head coach, verbally abuses his players or at least did while she was there which makes that tweet from i think uh was it charles Baum who said that Kristen press was unhappy with her situation in chicago and was looking to maybe leave or trade or yes get out yes that puts that in a whole new context yes yeah if, if the allegations are true that's absolutely you know a hostile work environment if it's repetitive even if it's mm-hmm. even if it's just once, like once can be enough to create a hostile work environment. She's invoking Title Seven here, and which means we're going to be going into um, employment law and employment discrimination law very soon. But if any of that has been documented or can be backed up by you know other players or or people who have I don't know fans at games who might have seen things because I know in Boston. Tom Durkin certainly did his fair share of yelling at players from the sidelines. So, and in Portland, Paul Riley had a bit of a reputation. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do yeah. You... Where Where do you draw the line if in professional sports like that, though? Like, I I, I know that Title Title Seven gives you pretty clear parameters, but I feel like we we kind of put sports in this category of other where adrenaline kicks in or where machismo really takes over. And for female sports and female athletes, it's like, well, I think that whole language issue is, is confusing. Um, And, and it's, it's not confusing. Like when, when you're talking to a woman and being derogatory or being, um, harassing or something like that but i guess when is it yeah i guess i'm just a little bit confused i don't think it needs to be that confusing if somebody there there's two levels right there's subjective and objective and objective meaning anybody could look at the situation and say oh yeah that's clearly harassment and then subjective being what did the players feel right right so on a subjective level i think it's clear the players felt this was harassment and it crossed the line. And I can see why, because it devolved into the level of very personal insults, right? Trailer park trash, bitches, fat, too skinny. There might be a history of like personal insults on the men's side because men are taught to detach themselves emotionally from whatever they're doing, which is, I'm not saying is correct. And quite frankly, I don't think just because it happens in the men's game means that it's correct there either. But it, it's it's clearly crossed a line into into personal insults, at which point just because it's in sports doesn't mean that it's not harmful or abusive or creates a hostile work environment. And, and especially when, you know, it's prolonged 
and the players, it makes the players feel bad. And on an objective level, once again, I think if you look at this, just because it's widespread, once again, doesn't mean it's objectively correct. Sure. I mean, yeah, it, it absolutely is simple. But at the same time, it's like, it kind of comes down to that. I, I feel like it kind of comes down to if somebody says something, then you need to stop until somebody says something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although the problem there being, this is your coach. And if you're not, you know. Right. This Kristen, is your boss. Yeah. If you're not Kristen Press or maybe Julie Johnston. What can you do? If you speak up, you're very replaceable. You're incredibly replaceable. You're replaceable by an unpaid amateur. Yeah. So I don't think the onus should be on the harassed to speak up. It should be on the harasser to realize what they're doing is wrong and stop. Although I realize that's not necessarily realistic because, I mean, it it could be very possible that the person harassing doesn't even realize they're doing anything wrong. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, a Monday for them. Mm-hmm. It's how yeah, they that, try that's, to engage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it, it might be the stat. It might be just the way things are in their, in in their environment or or something like that. And and they they just don't have that awareness yet because here's, everybody's been too afraid to say something. Here's the thing, though. Zakia was the the first draft pick for Chicago. She's like the first draft pick ever when NWSL started up. So she's been with the Mm -hmm. team since 2013, and she was with them until she was on their preseason roster this year. And I just don't believe that from 2013 until now, nobody said anything on any level. There must have been, you know, at least players getting together and going, do you guys think this is right? This is not right. It makes me feel really bad. Uh, And I, I just feel like for you know, ownership or management to not have not been aware of this is either like a a critical failure of management or they were just willfully blind to it. How can you not be aware that your coach is doing this to the players? Now I really want to learn, like, has there been a shift in the staff? Like, is it a coach? You mean, is it, is it, is is it an assistant coach? Is it who, who is new to the environment? So is it, you're wondering maybe it's not necessarily Rory Dames. It, it could have yes. been someone who's come and gone. Yes. I mean, until she names names, that's, yeah, you can't assume that it was him. Yeah. So um, interesting. Thank you for bringing it to light. I, I had not uh, realized that she had tweeted that. And, you know, yeah, I think I think it is something that kind of disturbs me about what coaches will yell at players or the tone and and all that jazz that that we see in the nwsl but again it, it kind of comes down to well yeah, if it makes me uncomfortable it doesn't necessarily make like i think there's a thin line between motivating yelling and harassing yelling some players may respond to it i still don't think that makes it right true yeah true and then you have to look at well what kind of culture those players you know come up through and, yeah. and, and all that jazz yeah all right. it always made me so mad when paul riley would yell at the players me too but you know with durkin so do you want to zoom through the rest of nwsl results yeah let's zoom okay um obviously national team players were gone i think canadians were gone as well yes. i think brazilians might have left and all that was left was australian and new zealand players uh and french Yes, and French. Thanks for reminding me of that. Congratulations. 
on how Amandine Henri is working out for you? Pretty good, I, I must admit. Um, I think it's, it's a good experiment so far. So Western New York Flash beats Chicago Red Stars 2-0. Once again, um, Lynn Williams is a factor here. Leanne Sanderson returns to the Flash from Orlando. Right, and scores in her first game. Yeah, and Jess McDonald had two assists. Jess McDonald has, like, not even that quietly made a difference generally whichever team she's been shuttled around to. It's amazing to me, like, the way she's able to produce, and yet she's tossed around as much as she is. Yeah, she's like an NWSL journeyman. I don't know why... Yeah, it's intense. And she's got a family and, like, a kid, and I just sit there and go, man. Yeah, I think... Like, somebody just hold on to her, but at the same time, you know, you have to kind of think about why why is she being shuttled around. And somebody brought this up to me, um, that it might not be the, the personality stuff that we... Or that I, like, kind of attribute to it, and it might just be that she, like, has a higher value than as... But she has a higher value, but nobody can pay that. Are you saying she has a higher value so she tends to get used as a bargaining chip more often in trades? Maybe that, or she tries to negotiate and teams can't match it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I could see her coming, being in Portland and going, okay, so I look what I did. Uh, pay me, you know, 10 grand more. And Portland going, yeah, where? Where are we going to get that? And not seeing it as, you know, worth adjusting the roster to match what she is asking for. Man, that really sucks. I could see either situation. Mm-hmm. Like, rightfully saying, pay me what you owe me. But no team can really afford to do that because, you know, she's not a big name star. So they either can or they're not willing to. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks. I guess the good whole for her thing for sucks. proving herself wherever she goes. Hopefully that won't be a problem or won't be as much of a problem in NWSL 2.0. Let's let's start making a wish list for NWSL 2.0. Okay, it's going to be a long list. It is going to be a long list. Uh, and then next we game. Should, we should run the league. Uh, I mean, if someone wants to pay us to run the league, I'll do it. You you just don't want to do it from your bedroom in Boston? I'll still do it from my bedroom in Boston. They'll just pay me. That's what she said. Yeah, okay. I walked into that one. <laughs> You're getting better at this. I am, aren't I? Washington what, Spirit. What other, what other games? What Washington, other Washington, Washington Spirit. Let's just keep moving. <laughs> Versus FC Kansas City. 2 nothing. God, what is happening to FCKC? I don't know. They just can't quite pull it together in the front. Like, it's like not to take anything away from the spirit. They're having a, a banner year. I mean, they're they're kind of performing up to expectations. But you just look at FCKC and are like, God damn. Yeah, Shea Groom is not really producing as much as they need her to. Well, she she is, but she's not on the scoreboard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that could that might be a fair assessment. All right, let's talk about what Shea Groom is producing, because that's kind of the I feel like that's one of the main NWSL stories from last weekend. So Shea Groom is producing a lot of reactions out of other teams, and unfortunately, this this past weekend or no, that was two weekends ago. 
Oh yeah, it was two weekends ago. It, it was two weekends ago. FCKC played Seattle, and Shea Groom was going up on a header, like a, a corner kick in the box. She ran into Merritt Mathias. Merritt Mathias took great offense to this, turns around, and while Shea Groom was on the ground, takes her hands and like shoves Shea Groom's face into the turf. And initially, there was there was no punishment because the camera didn't catch any of it. But someone who was sitting behind the goal took footage of the whole thing and submitted it to the league. And the disciplinary committee, the disco, was like, all right, that was rough. One game suspension for Merritt Mathias. It wasn't just she smashed her face on the ground. It looked like she was, like, yelling things at her while smashing her face into the ground. Like, like granted, Disco probably suspended her for the smashing of the face, but, like, when I saw the clip, that looked like... That looked like when you finally, like, react to your pesky little brother or sister, and you're like, and you stay down. Yeah, but then what happens is your pesky little brother or sister runs to your mom, and you get punished. Yep. There is a certain element of unfairness to that, but on the other hand, your pesky little brother and sister didn't push your face into the ground, they just annoyed you until they got a rise out of you. Exactly, and I think that's what Shagroom does. Yeah, and I think... FC Casey just needs to embrace that. Like, the fans just need to accept that Shea Groom is... I don't want to say villain. She's not outright villain. She's not biting no, people. She's, she's just that that player that pushes buttons. Just accept that every other team in the league hates her, but you love to have her on your team. A lot of teams have players like that. Just embrace it. It's not dirty. It's it's gamesmanship. It's it's part of it. It's like having a fucking diver on your team or or a player who, you know, consistently goes in for harder tackles than they should or something like that. Like it's part of the game. It's just nobody finds it attractive unless you're she's on your team. And, you know, this whole thing about how she's she's not a physical player, she's not aggressive or something like that. You got to look at She's gotten double yellows before. I think she is a fairly aggressive. She, maybe she's not as aggressive as she was her rookie season. Like Sure. But she's still an extremely physical, aggressive player. And I think, you know, you just need to acknowledge the reality of that. It's an element of her game. And trying to claim, you know, she's some kind of innocent angel is not going to fly. Yeah, I don't no, think, not, I don't... not when the rest of us have been around. Yeah, mm -hmm. as long as she yeah. has. I'm not saying many people are claiming she's totally innocent, but, you know, I feel like because of the lack of punishment, a lot of people got very, a lot angrier than they normally would have. And I guess that's fair, though, because she got her face shoved into the turf and there was no punishment for it. Although, once again, until the footage surfaced, all they had was like one blurry picture that didn't show Merritt Mathias actually touching her. So what... What could they do, you know? Well, that, and I think we're missing a key part here. The ref didn't call it, and the linesman didn't see it. Right, right. So it's it's not like this was a situation where Matthias got a yellow in the game, and it got upgraded to a red. Right. Like, nothing, nothing was called in the match because the play had already moved on. And, you know, this also, the, the thing that jumped out to me wasn't, wasn't the foul, wasn't, you know, the fact that this was Groom or the fact that it was Seattle who was lo losing a player and against Boston or anything like that. It was the fact that, like, the disco 
used unofficial, like not unofficial footage, like, oh, this was doctored, but like this opens up the fact that, hey, if if we want to protect our teams, should we be setting up GoPros on all corners to make up for the shitty coverage that teams provide through, you know, these YouTube streams and the fact that we don't have regulation video capabilities and things like that. Like that to me was kind of the broader, you know, if we want to talk about NWSL 2.0, well, at some point we, this is on the league for not providing the, the adequate coverage and they shouldn't have to rely on fan footage to protect the players. That's true. I'm glad that they did wait for footage though, because just using a picture and like fan accounts sets a really bad precedent because if you got enough people together to lie about an incident, you know, and and show them a picture without any context, would that be enough to spur the disco to suspend other players who may not have done what they're being accused of doing? Uh-huh. So I understand why they had to wait for footage, and actually I, I'm glad that they did. But once they got it, I don't think they gave the correct punishment. I think it should have been a minimum two-game suspension. And I know we have a shortened 20-game season, so two games is fully 10% of your season. But other players have gotten two per two games for doing less worse things. Like what? Like uh, Carly Lloyd swinging her hand around to hit another person in the face while her jersey was being tugged. Oh, true. Or um, I know that definitely when McCall stepped on her, that was a two-game suspension. Yeah, weird that there's a consistent theme in these. Mm, that was very brazen of McCall Zerboni. But I think stepping on someone and then taking their face and shoving it onto the turf are roughly equivalent, right? Sure. So why is one getting one game and one's not one's getting two games? I I think again it has to do with what did the ref do? Maybe, maybe. You know, like how blatant was this? Like, could you could you imagine the outcry if McCall only got one game? Yeah, and it was a cut like on the broadcast. Yeah, and it was talked about, and you know there was discussion immediately after and granted this fc casey game that was all the fans could talk about because they were right there and they saw it and of course you're gonna react that way when your player gets mistreated like that but i i i I just think at some point you know this also comes back on the nwsl for not protecting its players yeah i think so appropriately yeah and someone pointed out the awful refereeing from pro I mean, I feel like, though, the most that NWSL can do there is to fill out really negative post-game reports on the refs and be Uh like, yeah, your ref sucks. But then what? Like, there seems to be a limited pool of refs who work in NWSL games. So would they even be able to get a new ref? Or would that ref just be, like, put on some kind of closer watch? Like, But how? Like, by who? Like, probation? Yeah, I don't know. Like, are the disco going to meet and rewatch that ref's game and adjust? Like, you you want to make sure that the 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 refs are competent, and you want to be able to trust what's going on out there, or else, yeah, guess what? We're all bringing fucking phone chargers, and or we're all buying GoPros and we're setting them up to record everything. That way, if some bullshit thing happens, put it on the wish list. 
put it on the wish list. <sighs> it's just one of those things where you have to understand that like footy is an imperfect game, and we like that. Things are going to slip through the cracks every now and then. Yeah, yeah, especially when it comes to like calls the ref makes. Like, how many of us, how many handballs are missed, and how many missed calls are given? You know what? As much as the, like the injustice of it all burns whenever it happens to you, it also does a great job in helping to create narrative and rivalries. It stokes people up and it gets them emotionally invested. Like we were wronged, we were robbed. Somebody mm-hmm. did this to us. We gotta, we gotta get justice. We gotta, re- you know. Yeah, and there's already there should already be this amazing rivalry between Seattle and FC Casey. Yes, there should be. And maybe that was part of this. Maybe that was part of what boiled over here. Like, you know, that's what I want to find out. Like, what the fuck happened, Merritt Mathias? Like, what? why did you snap in that moment? And she and Shea Groom were teammates for a little while in college. Although maybe they weren't particularly close. They, I don't think they were the same year, so. Maybe that was it. Maybe maybe <gasps> there's old college, college drama. grudge. Like, what? I know you took my pre-rap without me asking. Oh my god, you didn't return the car, topped off of the gas. Alright, do you want to look at the last game? Of course I do. Seattle versus Boston. Boston did what they could, and they did much less wrong than they did against Western New York, and they still lost 2 nothing, off of a brace by Naho Kawasumi, who is just such a little ray of sunshine that I can't even be mad at her for it. I can only resent the situation that I'm in. Why are you resenting it? Why did I choose this team to love, right? Because you live in that city. I guess. You didn't move to Boston for the Breakers, did you? No, they weren't even a team when I first moved here. Exactly, so this isn't your fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. You were, you were born this way. I need you to be like Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting and tell me it's not my fault. It's not your fault. Thank you. It absolutely is not your fault. And you can't fix this. <laughs> I don't feel better anymore. I can't fix this. No, I can't. I really can't. Like, this is not something you can fix. This is these... something that is systemic within the system, which is what systemic means. <laughs> I'm stuck with these dummies for life. Christ. Well, you know, you're stuck with them until... Like, I, what I don't understand is how cleaned house does boston need to make it bring new people in before the virus is gone they're gonna have to convince ownership that say it that maybe it's time for their general manager to go because he is the common factor across all these bad seasons i now do you now do you feel better a little bit maybe see i know i just feel I mean, he's a genial guy, and he's been very supportive of, you know, Boston fans and stuff. But at the same time, I think he might be too loyal to the people in his system. I appreciate loyalty. But at the same time, as a business, you have to know when to cut bait. And I think another general manager might have fired Tom Durkin after season one. And another general manager might have dropped some players who I don't think are are quite nwsl level anymore so yeah a general manager who's willing to kind of make the hard calls that that might be what we need probably now you have to 
realize that this season also there was a fair share of bad luck i mean abby smith doing her acl in like her second game christy muse is perpetually out um i don't know if mccall really counts as bad luck it's not like she was doing super well for us but you know when she left there was that kind of dip where they were trying to figure out how to patch over the hole she left and then um Sinead Farrelly never got started with us because she was recovering from symptoms of a car crash. So uh-huh. just from the beginning, it's kind of been trying to trying to dig out of a hole. We're not starting on even ground. We're in the pit. We're in the pit. Ah, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the pit emotionally too. So that was NWSL. No, no, you're doing fine. Stop it. Do you want to talk about this USA South Africa friendly? Yeah, let's talk about the match against South Africa. We've never played them before. Megan Rapino is having conflicting information uh, thrown around her general area. Carly Lloyd will be back. Um, we've got bubble players who are trying. When, when will Jill Ellis name her roster? I think the roster was due a couple days ago. Right? I'm like, when is U.S. Soccer going to tell us so that I know whether or not I get Ali Long or Emily Asana back. You know what's going to happen? They're going to announce it on game day. It's going to fucking suck. Why Why would you do that? I don't know. Since when has U.S. soccer communications ever maximized potential on an announcement? How is U.S. soccer like the most incompetent sports <laughs> authority? I have to put another dollar in my I was mean to U.S. soccer jar now. Well, A couple one more dollars. step closer to France. Yeah. So they're going to play South Africa as first of two games in July before they leave for Brazil. And they called in 24 players to train for this game. And I think within that 24, obviously, we're going to find our 18 for the Olympics. I don't think it's necessarily going to be a landslide, but it might be. It's going to be a hot mess. I think... It's go- it's going to be a hot mess of American players just jacked to do this. Yeah. Like, our team is so young that they're just sitting there, like, pulsing, ready to do this. <sighs> Gross. But Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's your mental image right there. <laughs> I'm actually thinking of those, uh, uh, what is it? It's a TENS device where you attach the electrodes to your body and it stimulates you with those electric pulses. Oh, yeah. For, like, muscle pain relief and stuff. Yeah, like the things that people use to, like, get abs of steel. Or you can use it for period pain relief, actually. You can. Just to tip people with uteruses. So assuming that their roster was due a couple days ago, that means that people don't need to be trying to show Jill Ellis what they're made of with this game, right? Well, unless they're now trying to get a starting spot. Maybe, maybe. Or unless now they're trying to figure out, like, well, I guess when she gives her roster, she has to name her alternates in that roster. Yeah. So out of this 24, 18 are going, and they'll have, they'll have four alternates. So that's 22 players, and then two are going to get dropped. And I think we've already said that the two out of this 24 are probably going to be Gina Lewandowski. I, mm-hmm. I can never remember if it's Lewandowski or Lewandowski. Lewandowski, I think. Yeah, the Americanization of it. And then... The other one's probably going to be Heather O'Reilly. You think Heyo's going? Oh, maybe she might be an alternate, actually. You think Heyo's going? And then Sam Mewis might get dropped. You really think Heyo's going? Or Emily Sonnet. Do you really think Heyo's going? I said alternate. Or drop. I know. Do you really think she's going? 
to Brazil. Yeah. She's certainly not going to be in the 18. Yeah, maybe, maybe actually Emily Sonnet might get dropped. Or between her and Whitney Angen. I don't know which one you would... Which oh, one you would take drop, and which one you'd I name would alternate. Angen. I would I name Angen alternate and take Sonnet, actually, based on league performance. Mm-hmm. Then again, when has Jill Ellis ever given greater weight to league performance? Oh, it's just, it's so predictable yet unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a our episode summary. title right there. Yeah. So predictable yet unpredictable. Yep. Predictions for this game? Scoreline? Five to nothing. USA. God, I hope it's nothing because they're going to play Hope Solo. She can finally get her hundred clean sheets and they can stop talking about it. Right? I don't blame Hope Solo for this. It's not her fault she keeps getting put in the lineup, I don't think. But I hope not. U.S. Soccer can finally stop talking about it. Okay. It's just it's just as, as dumb as Chasing Mia. Yeah, it is that dumb. It's even it's even more dumb than Chasing Mia. Is she chasing Brianna, or did she surpass Brianna Scurry? I thought she already per- surpassed Brianna Scurry. Oh, okay, she's not even chasing anybody. She's making her own records. I think so. I, I honestly don't really know. Like, How would Brianna Scurry have more shutouts than Hope Solo? I don't think that's possible. All right, my scoreline prediction, 4 nothing. Oh, you had to one-up me, didn't you? Uh-huh. Fine. Uh, five nothing, four nothing. That should be easy enough for us to remember. <laughs> Maybe. I think remember so- that time a year ago where I almost guessed the World Cup final. Didn't correctly? you guess like four two? Four two. And it was five two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you yeah. definitely predicted a Julie Johnston own goal in the second half. Uh, in my heart of hearts, probably. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell her you said so. Oh, are we? Is she gonna be our guest for talking about? Yeah, didn't you know that me and Julie Johnston are tight? We're buds, dude. You know who we should get? Christy Rampone. Oh, thank God! I thought you were gonna say Christine Sinclair. (laughs) She's a little busy for the next month, I think. She is a little busy, and she doesn't need to be distracted by the likes of us. Oh boy, Christy Rampone though—that'd be fun. Christy Rampone would be great. We could call her Piercy. Piercy? Oh, I don't know if we've earned the right. Uh, dude, we do a Woso podcast. Yeah, that but that's... has like a thousand views or a thousand listens per episode. <laughs> One thousand listens. <laughs> One thousand listens. Uh, we have definitely earned the right. I mean, nicknames are for are for like friends and family and people who you you know feel close with enough to allow them such indulgences. Do you really think Piercy is a nickname that she like holds near and dear to her heart? I don't know. It's not about holding it near and dear. It's about who's allowed to use it because who's allowed to be that familiar with her. So are we not allowed to call her Sink? Everybody calls her Sink, though. That's like her name, her actual name. Her, well, her actual name was Pierce. I know, I know, but it's... I don't know. I don't know how I can get the distinction across to you. I just feel the distinction very clearly in my mind. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, you and your sensitive you're so sensitive. I am sensitive. I'm very sensitive. You are extremely sensitive. I don't think people understand how sensitive you actually are. Like I I told you I love to suffer and I'm very sensitive, so it combines to me like taking very little things and then just agonizing them. Yeah. Just that's agonizing exactly over what you them do. for for days, days. weeks. Sometimes longer. Yeah. Depending on how bad I feel about it. 
Well, and depending how long it is between events. Oh, you're complicated. <laughs> I'm happy I'm so easy. I'm so easygoing. You good. I'm glad you <laughs> modified that. You you saw it coming. <laughs> oh boy, I'm so not easy. On that <sighs> note, I'm just gonna leave. Where are you going? Away from this conversation. Oh. Oh, did we kill it? You killed it. Oh, I always kill it. I'm I'm good like that. Gross. Okay, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs>